Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm going to name this The Honey Business. And the reason I'm naming it The Honey Business is because I had a one-hour conversation about six hours ago with some friends, a team in East Africa, and they posed some questions about their honey business. And of course, we're not going to talk about the technical side of, of having bees and, and, and processing honey. We're going to talk about the situation they were facing. So I asked them, how's it going? They said, well, we're making progress. And I pinned on down and said, well, can you say you're making a profit? And they said, well, we think we are. And how long have they been going? Nine months. That's fine. And then I asked, who are the owners? Well, it turns out that there's a committee of owners, 10, that seem to have put equal monies into their honey business. And I, in my mind, started thinking, uh-oh, we're going to have a problem here unless there is some really com clear communications. So I asked more questions. I said, well, who's in charge and how much labor does everyone put into the business? Well, in theory, they had all agreed that they would all share the labor. And I said, you know, if I had this same situation in any country in the world, any language in the world, there's going to be a problem because there's going to be somebody that feels that they're doing more of the work and there's going to be some in that group of 10 that are what we would call easy riders or along for the ride. They really never intended to put time and effort into this. They were putting a little money in hoping that this would be something that would be a real good investment and they will get uh, lots of money because they put some money in. So I proceeded on in my discussions and I said, well, have you got clear understanding who and how all the money is being handled? Well, it wasn't clear. And then I it suggested that maybe in this case of 10 people, and then they, had, they said, yes, there's already some people, they're not engaged. They're not, uh, they're, not, they're not excited about this anymore. At first they were excited, and guess what happened? They were asked to go out and on a regular basis take some labor and spend some of their time assisting in the processing of the business. Well, this is the honey business. Not everyone's going to be good at this. And I suggested that they now think about earned money versus investment money. What we really have here is investors. Investors that have an interest and have a desire to have extra money and invest it with a hope of a positive return, a profit. But it wasn't clear. When would they get the profit? How would they get the profit? When will it be dispersed? A lot of confusion was starting to enter in, and I could tell that. And they were so happy that I was helping them or talk to them. I won't say I was making their decisions for them, but I was telling them of the example I've seen in my own life and the examples that I've seen in others that are friends of mine. It's only a matter of time that someone is feeling and truly doing more work and others are not doing the same amount of work in that arrangement. So my sixth suggestion was that first you be very clear, is this investment money? If investment money, then you don't have much power of decision. You have invested the money, you've put it in, and at some point in the future, maybe even years in the future, you may be able to cash in your investment with the profit at that point. You see, as you're going every month, 
you can't go into this thinking you're going to take the profit out every month because you need to grow. That was the point. Can we grow? Well, you've got to leave the money in. Money in a business is much like blood in your body. If you bleed the blood out of your body, you're going to die. If you bleed the blood, out, the cash out of your business, it's not going to grow. It's going to die. And you're not going to have enough for everything. Then I suggested that those that maybe were give, becoming disheartened or didn't think this was so good, maybe the Maybe instead of having 10, for sure don't get more people investing more money to solve your problem. I would suggest that you reduce the number from 10 to 8 to 6 to 5, maybe even down to 2, maybe even down to 1. Well, how could you do that? Well, you could offer to buy out or buy back the money that was invested by those people that are now disinterested. Now, I did tell them, and I do believe, at the very beginning, there should have been a written plan for exiting. You cannot go into a business agreement like this without a, investing together unless you have a clear plan, a clear way to get out, a clear way to exit that everyone understood up front. You see, the likelihood of these people starting as friends even going to church together, already, already having great friendship, and then they entered into this joint venture, and at the end of any given time period, they're either all very mad at each other, or very disappointed in each other, or very disillusioned with each other, and they're not going to have the same relationship they had at, to begin with, unless they had some clear understanding of what's going on. So there's earned money, and there's investment money. And the investor's got to be willing to leave it there or have a way out and be happy with the way that the manager's managing this. And I suggested that there has to be one person that's passionate about this. And maybe this person does have the right to receive earned money. They're the ones that's making sure this is happening. At the point I was talking to them, supposedly no one was in charge. Well, that's not going to work very long. Somebody has to be in charge and they have to be, first of all, passionate about this. And in this case, the honey business. They have to be willing to do the research. They have to own it as if it's theirs. And they've got to be willing to do this and even do it with a paycheck so that they're now, if they do volunteer and there's people that have volunteer and they agree to that, then they have to have the job done. In my business, if I hire someone to do a job and I set some expectation and they don't do that job, somebody has to explain to them, you did not do what I was expecting at the level or speed that I was expecting, and I'm not mad at the person, but I'm not satisfied that the money I'm paying them is actually of value, of the right amount. So I hope this helps. I hope that you would be careful when you enter into joint ventures, uh, partnerships, uh, stock ownerships, whatever word you want to put on it, because it's not quite as simple as five, ten people all getting together one afternoon, shaking hands and everybody putting in $200 and hoping that doubles next year. It's not going to probably work that way. And you've got to be real with it. Uh, my experience is that usually takes someone with a passion, somebody that's in charge, somebody that has a lot to gain and also a lot to, loan, to, to lose. And yes, then they could maybe borrow some money or somebody else could invest with them, but that's even dangerous. I'm in favor of the community savings groups that we see happening in, in Africa, and I'm in favor of those being the main way of funding businesses and for personal needs. Well, thank you for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.